Once again, it's on. Yo, what up? What's on, Mike? The podcast, B, the Holy Spirit coming in. Just checking. And, gl- and just pouring out. Mike's okay. on today. Upon uh, mm. y'all three suckers. <laughs> See, he got Mike, Mike's ready to leave. He got the All Star. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Got the Colby. First team. Yo, man. Yo. So let's go, man. What up, what up? Welcome to the Norm Park podcast. Word. Mm. Morning, morning. What up? How's, how's everybody Good doing? Good morning. Good morning. You gonna start Good with some worship, Ange? To you. Here we go. Well, that's not really worship, but this is as the deer panted for the water, so my soul so, so long is It's a solo today. To that's it. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't leave me it's out It's a here solo, like that. baby. That was, that was good. That Yo, was good. you was doing too good. I would have came doing, in yeah, there and, yeah. and chopped it all up. I would have wrecked it. Yeah, I would have wrecked like it. Like a train wreck. Sometimes I would have finished you got, it. You'll be in life. Sometimes you got to know when to fall back. Dog, <laughs> Ange, you was, you, was, you was killing it, you man. You was killing it, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, Word yeah, up, yeah. baby. Filthy. Yo, your voice is on point, B. Yeah, Yo, if anybody need a worship leader, holler at me. Yeah, B, he write poems. He raps. Everything. He does a podcast. He saves little animals, and he's a worship leader. <laughs> <laughs> the man that does it all, oh, brother. Word up. So how was you guys' week? I'm going to take Marcus' job real quick. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I'm going to take, take today off. <laughs> how was you guys' week? Uh, how was your week? How did you guys do it, huh? <laughs> Yo, tough week, as <laughs> usual. Uh any fighting stories? Anybody you fight with in the supermarket, in the parking lot? You um, gotta be careful. You can't be fighting with people, B. You end up on the internet, dog. People going crazy out yeah, here right, right now, you're dog. Right. You're right. They, <laughs> people yeah. will drag you up and down these streets, dog. I thought I was gonna get punched in the face. You so see? Just, um, <laughs> so I went, I went to a fair. Um, it was a local fair, and uh, you know, these fairs, they have you know games and activities for the children, and you know, people buying food, you know, the fried everything. Everything's fried. Fried Oreo cookies, mm. fried, you know, okra, fried uh, hot dog, fried, <laughs> <laughs> fried cornflakes, like whatever you could fry. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? So everything's fried. And, and usually I'll walk and I always have a couple of tracks in my pocket and I'll walk around and I'll pass it to people. And there was one dude just sitting by himself on the bench, older guy. He might have been in his, probably in his 50s or 60s. I don't know. So I went to him and I was like, hey, did you get one of these yet? So I kind of make it sound like, you know, it's like a coupon. Like everybody got one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, everybody's getting it. Yo, yo, this, it's like hotcakes. It's like hotcakes. You know I want to get one Did you get yours yet? Yo, did you get yours yet? Yeah. So I pass it over to him. And that's what he's, he reaches out for it. Then he looked down. He saw Jesus. He looked at me. He said, nah. He just shook his head. I was like, what are you talking about? Here, take it. Come on, take it. He was like, no. It's good, it's good for you. I promise. <laughs> and I said, you don't love Jesus? You don't know anything about Jesus? You don't want to learn about Jesus? Yo, this dude gave me the stare down like he was going to put me in the figure for a leg lock, baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, so I, to, I was like, right, let me keep it moving, man. Yeah. They don't want That's no it, man. You just dust but off I, the... But I thought about like just flinging it at him and then take... And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> you should have you followed him to his car as soon as he put his window down. You should have... <laughs> like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> just threw it in the car. You. <laughs> man, people like free stuff. Um, unless it's... 
Salvation. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yo, B, yo, Free you, gift of salvation. Yo, you people crap. don't want that. Yo, that's I'm crazy. If it was yeah. money, if you came out with a $100 bill, it was crazy. Yeah, he would have yeah. hugged you and kissed you. Yep. <laughs> but the free gift of eternal salvation? Nah. I don't need that. Yo, people don't think they need to be saved, B. I'm saved good. from what? That's how they look at it. Saved from yeah. what? Nah. Man, life is good. They living, they breathing. Bills is... Some somewhat paid, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, B, they don't think they this. There's no danger. I meant, you know, there's no danger in front of them, but mm, they don't understand right. the other side. And you know, I just I just learned something what? that's gonna make me better at, you know, moderating this podcast. Whatever. Ralph always has a story. What? You've been said that. I know, but I haven't been taking advantage of Come it. Come on, why you think I let off with it? <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm like, yeah, man, what to say? What to say? You, always, you always lead Dead off air. with Ralph's story, you know B. I'm going to just take the ball and pass it to Ralph. <laughs> bounce, <laughs> bounce past it. Why you, think, why you think the first time you let me you let me uh, run point what I did? Yo, yo, yo Ralph, yo, <laughs> what it happened to, <laughs> happened to All right, so where we at? Where we at? Genesis 24. 24. We getting into it. Uh, Bye for Isaac. This guy, see, happy. Mm, <laughs> I like these chapters, baby. Marriage, bride, and Angela. Love these that little topic. love stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. King- filthy after dark is gonna have to be. Well, no, that's what the can. kingdom's about, B. You know, filthy after dark, man. I think it's gonna come. I think Marriage it's gonna counseling. Come to fruition. It's gonna be all about Christian dating. <laughs> 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 and my stories of just. There's a lot of there's a lot of podcasts about Christian Yo, dating. Right, uh, but then I feel not filthy stories. Just dating. Just dating. <laughs> Relationships. <laughs> but um Word up. Uh twenty twenty three. We we read about Sarah's death and burial, right? Mm-hmm. Um what else we, we went through there? Just a quick quick review. Trying to remember what we kinda went over. Mm-hmm. It was about Abraham's faith. I mean, twenty two is the, the the chapter, top five. Yeah, twenty two. You know, twenty two is always the top five of just the test of his faith, yeah. and how that was a, just a um, foreshadow of what God the Father mm-hmm. would do with God the Son, sacrificing Him for yeah. our sins. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just um, it's amazing how you know God is just using the lives of ordinary people. You know, these people, they're just living their lives mm-hmm. and they're not understanding, you know, they don't have no clue that their lives are being recorded to, to, to show a bigger picture, you know, and that you're talking about thousands of years later, later, people would be reading it and gleaning from their lives and just how important it was for Abraham to have that faith, you know, because, you know, that act that he was about to commit. You know, it was just, it's, it's just such a, rep- is a representation of the greatest sacrifice ever. You know, mm. the most important thing that ever happened in, in, in mankind and in human history mm-hmm. was, was Jesus Christ dying on that cross. You know, that's why there's uh, BC and AD, all of time surrounds that act. Right. And just to think that Abraham just being obedient to God, doing something that was just far out and crazy, but trusting God. You know how it would how it would be played out, and just the importance of it. You know, just you got to think about 
from generations going down, down, everybody would go back to Abraham and think about what Abraham did. You know, just generations from, you know, you're talking about Moses and Samuel and David and Solomon and all these, you know, all these, these men, they would, you know, they would go back to understanding, you know, Abraham doing this act and just the importance of it. But again, just these, these men and women were living their regular lives and how important for us, you know, to take these steps of faith. You know, I, I think about um, Hebrews 11, where it says the hall of faith. Mm. And it mentions all these people's acts. And I always think that I'm part of that too. You know, in the, in the eyes of the Lord, the Lord is like, every time you take a step of faith, the Lord recognizes that, mm. you know, because it's faith that pleases him. You know, so how important for us to be faithful in everything that we do. Because we, 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 it says we have a cloud of witnesses, you know. Mm. Amen. Amen. And um, 23, we read about... Um, Sarah's death and Abraham bargaining to to get a burial place and mm -hmm. you know we kind of saw you know just a glimpse into the culture and how they did things and this um this bargaining right but you also see Abraham's heartbrokenness like he didn't even really want to um get into it too much and going back and forth he was like all right this is what you want here and he got the land, All right? So we kind of finished off with that last week, and um, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into chapter twenty-four. Uh, let's read from one to ten. Okay. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servants of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land, must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land, he will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then this, you said to 10? Uh, uh, no, nine, nine, nine. Okay. Yeah. So Abraham's getting old, man. He's up there. Mm. What is he, what is he trying to do right now? He's trying to secure a bride for secure his son. Secure a bride, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking just... Uh, the Lord's promise to him about, you know, um, being fruitful, being multi multiplying and just the generation. So I'm just, you know, the Lord, that, that's, that was a promise from the Lord. So just, I think, being proactive, you know, he's about to die and, you know, the seed, he wants the seed to keep going. And he knows that his son, you know, he needs a wife. So he's securing that. And um, in chapter 21, it's, it's mentioned that Ishmael. He took a wife from the land of Egypt. 
right? Ishmael being a son of Abraham. It, it kind of just puts that out there. And now we're seeing Abraham right now, you know, growing old. Uh, I think about him thinking about the promise, right? And still living in that promise and not wanting his son to get, to marry somebody from the neighboring pagan nations. So now we're, we're getting a picture. Do you guys see this as an arranged marriage? Like a picture of an arranged marriage? No, nah, definitely. Yeah. I, Somewhat. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. Right? So he his desire is to, to, for his son to marry somebody that's from the family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else you guys see? Hold on a minute, Marcus. Do me a favor. Put your hand up under my thigh real quick. Because <laughs> we're we about to do this. You got to go find me a shorty. Not from the land of the Brooklynites. All right? Yo, what's go to, yo, yo, go to nah, my forefathers. Nah, don't, don't go the to the land shorties. of my forefathers in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Yo, you out of order, B. Puerto Rico. Yo, what I'm saying, though, uh, we can't do like, like they nah, did. Nah, man. You put your hand up under my thigh. Yo, B, don't disrespect the Brooklyn actually, shorties. Actually, it was under the balls. Yeah. No, it was not. No, it was. He said thigh. But customary, it was really yeah. yeah. That's what it was. You said he just he cupped them. Yeah, yeah. It was serious, something like bro? that. Yeah, when you go into <laughs> it, when, <laughs> when so you, you go into not, it, yeah, I'm telling you, he did not cup them. Yes, he did. Yo, I'm telling you, when you go into it, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yep. Yo, that's Straight crazy. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That I didn't even know. I didn't even yeah. know. That's how they made promises. Yeah, it was cultural, and it was so it kind of represented the source of life mm-hmm. right and um, yeah, yeah some some weird custom something like that but it it was a promise right it was an oath made all right cool so you're not getting cupped today yeah never mind <laughs> <laughs> but i you might just have to roll single for a little while <laughs> but i think abraham was thinking also about just you know when you like you said ishmael marrying out of egypt you seeing the pain that came with you taking a wife mm. You know, from Egypt, he didn't want him to intermarry because it might have led him away from God. Yep. You know, just you understand the the people around you, they're pagan. You know, you're following, you know, this God who is the God Almighty, but they're following other gods around you. So you're like, if you bring a a woman from, you know, from the other side, that's not part of, you know, our, um, you know, who worship our God. It's going to lead my son astray. And I think about just being unequally yoked. So you say that, but Abraham was from a pagan land. Right, right. And they they didn't know God per mm-hmm. se, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they knew from God, they would probably learn it from Abraham. Mm-hmm. But I, I see him wanting to keep it in the family. Yeah. Right? And all right, I'm, I'm at least familiar with my family uh-huh. right my people uh-huh. and you know maybe abraham while he was there right was speaking about his god of course not speaking about was. so they're at least they're familiar with right, him, right right and like you said these are the nations egypt i already know what they're about um and we also see when those people came over right when hagar came from egypt these servants <laughs> getting circumcised they were learning about Abraham's God, mm-hmm. and they were um, they were submitting. Mm-hmm. We see that with Hagar, yeah. right. and I see that with Ishmael. You know, I don't know about you guys. Let's <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Um, not go back. But do you, do you think arranged marriages would be would be dope? Yo, I would love to do it. <laughs> Every I have three listen, daughters. everybody in America does. <laughs> 
I think every parent. Every parent <laughs> wants an arranged marriage because they know the family. They already know the girl. Doug. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about I was like, man, what if America's that only was people, something that was still in the culture where you would arrange marriages? You'll be America's Some, the only people that your dog, they put you on a show called The Bachelor and they let you pick <laughs> with no kind of counsel. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? You have nobody on the outside, no counsel, no mother, no fa- nobody who knows family. There's no relationship. There's nothing. It's just strange, blind dating and all that. Only, yeah, be it's, it's this yeah, country, be. Yeah, there's still cultures that do it. Like, yeah. I have friends, you know, uh, Indian background that had arranged marriages. Straight up. And they've been married for years. And, you know, they, you know, parents knew the other parents. They knew their background. They knew that they were Christians. You know where, you know, you know where it all went worked wrong? Well. Coming to America, B. You don't remember coming to America when you came? He had the arranged marriage. He had the arranged marriage. He was like, bark like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I want to go to Queens. You know, but. I want somebody to fight me. Right. I remember a part in the movie where she was, you know, she was breaking it down to him like, um, she was like, yeah, me and your father was an arranged marriage. She was like, at first, I ain't know. I was terrified, you know, but after a while, I grew to love him. Right. You know, so it, 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 she was like breaking it down to him like it worked. You know, it wasn't something that it was like totally just far off. Like, nah, she was like, it worked for me and your dad, you know, so. And the reason is because they understood that the commitment was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like with my friend, they understood that the commitment, there's yeah. value to this commitment mm-hmm. and that they have to honor that commitment. And through that commitment, love grew out of it. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? In America, we have it backwards where we think, oh. You got to have this love. And then if you have this love, then you can commit. It's Not, romanticized. Yeah, it's all romanticized. That's it's, the word. It's all those books, right? With the, the with the big muscular guy Zane, holding the lady. What was the author name again? No, I don't want to say this. That's, that's, the, that's where they get the idea of romance and marriage from the guys holding the lady in her head. Yeah, Yo, you remember those books in the supermarket, yeah, dog, yeah, back yeah, in the day? Like, what are you? What? what? And they used to put it right by the register, too. They used to put it right by the register, dog. Yeah. So, so in... in the Christian, do you think the Christ, Christians in the Christian world, the Christian realm, the marriage is 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 arranged, right? What do you mean? Like you mean if you're a Christian by the Lord, yeah. yeah I oh, mean, okay. He I gives you saying. guidelines, right? Yeah. Right. Like don't, he's he's do not he's being unequally yoked, right? He's saying you marry within the family, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. go right. outside of the family. That's right. what I was thinking. Don't and be unequally yoked, yoked. Right. like Angelica said. Angelica. So so we kind of seeing this picture in Abraham and, and what he's doing. Keep it within the family. Word. And just like in, mm, in the Christian good, life, yeah, you got to keep it within the family. You can't go outside and and um, join or be yoked with somebody that is not Christian, somebody who's not born from above, somebody who's not, who's not from the same family, yeah. because there's a danger that yeah. is going to take you away from God. Right. And yeah. it happens all the time, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's clear not to marry an unbeliever. Because the thing is, like, you're going to have trouble with your father-in-law. Because if you think about it, you're born, you're, right? You're, you're yeah, born again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now your father is God. Mm-hmm. Right? He's your father. And now you're saying that I'm going to marry an unbeliever who we know, like we read before that we've spoken about, that whoever's unsaved is a child of wrath, a child of the devil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's mm-hmm. born that way by default. That's something the scripture says that we've yeah. been adopted sons. Right. We're adopted because our natural birth our natural birth father was Satan, was the enemy. Right. So now a person that's unsaved, unregenerated, right? They, their father is the father, you know, the devil. You know what I'm saying? The children of wrath and they're accumulating wrath. And now you're a believer. 
how do you think you're going to get along with that person's father-in-law? Mm. You're bringing wrath to yourself in that household. It yep. won't work. Right. Nope. No, that's a great point. You know? So, arranged marriage is good. Bring, bring, <laughs> let's make arranged marriages great again. <laughs> Word up. Arranged marriages, dog. Right? <laughs> Makes sense. It, it'll save a lot of, uh, and hey, let, let the parents pick. You know, because you young. You dumb. You young children. You young and you dumb. It's, it's stupid, though. <laughs> it's stupid, though. Yeah. You young and you dumb. Yeah. So <laughs> you we'll, we'll dumb. figure it out for you. Word up. Nah, we'll talk. you know, this is America. And and also with that, just the benefits of when you ha- when those things were arranged, it, you got to understand the families were being married too. And you're grooming, right. you're grooming the child. Yeah, and to have the, the in-laws part of the marriage, especially when the in-laws are for it, Yo, when times get roughed, it's so good to have that help. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way how they say, yo, it takes a village to raise a child. It also community. takes that community and that village to right. keep marriages together. Right. You know, you're going to have, you know, in-laws to come in when it's time to get gets hard to kind of, you know, play both sides and just mm-hmm. make things more clear and try to, right. you know, negotiate or even just compromise. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's always, you always need help. You always need that counsel. And think about it. Divorce will be less because then the whole idea of like, you're not just divorcing this person, you're divorcing the entire family right. because everyone's been involved and in nurturing this relationship. So now that's the last thing on your mind is to divorce and to separate right. because you're going to make this work because the whole family's involved. So many people are affected. Yeah, so yeah. many people are affected by yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So so Abraham, you know, as he's getting old and, and he's seeing that, um, listen, man, I got to live in this promise, right? And God spoke about this uh, promise continuing, right? Generation to generation. So now he calls his, his most oldest servant, I think it's Eliezer, right? Why he's not mentioned? Um, Why they don't say Eliezer? I don't know. Mm. I mean, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into yeah, it we'll later. Get into but it. <laughs> <laughs> we we, uh, we read before where he thought, all right, this is my oldest servant. Maybe he's the heir. And God was like, no. So, and, and this servant has control over everything, right? So, obviously, he's trusted. Obviously, he's he's God fearing, right? I pick up those things from him that Abraham would trust him and trust him. He's responsible. He's responsible. Responsible. All right. So now he's putting this task into his hands. Like I trust you to go and and complete this task. So he he's pretty much we're seeing the precedence for arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. You'll go to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. Mm-hmm. Right, and the servant obviously said to him, which is makes sense, right? All right, how about if I go over there and she don't, you know, the person that I meet from your family don't want to come, mm-hmm. right? She's not down. She's like, nah. Obviously, this is like a new concept, maybe, right? She could say no. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I to do? Um, Abraham. Yeah, I like, I like, I what just, Abraham say? I like his swag, like in verse seven, you know, he says the Lord God of heaven, the way he addresses it. And he says, the angel is going to go before you. Right. Like his faith now is mm. on another level. Like, right. he, like, you know, after that, after what he did, you know, that whole act of faith with his son, Isaac is just his confidence and his faith in, in God where 
where, you know, even his servant is kind of leery, like, uh, what if she don't come back? And he's like, yo, B, the Lord God of heaven mm-hmm. is in this, you know, don't worry, like, to the point where he's going to send his angel before you, you know, so th- God has this. And it's just, I-, I love Abraham's confidence. He's officially like the father of faith here, and you've, you could see it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like the servant, like, he's kind of wise in his questioning. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're sending me on this mission, I'm going to get as much data. All right, what if this doesn't happen? What do you want me to do? And that's kind of what he's saying. Like, what, what's, what's plan B? Yeah. All right? And like you said, Abraham is like, his faith is showing now. Like, yo, the angel of the Lord is going to go before you, right? Um, uh-huh. But he, he, he made a warning in verse 6. Where he's like, don't take my son back. Don't take my son back over there. Straight up. Because the promise is over here. The land is mm. over here. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to bring them back into the comforts mm. of that land. Abraham was probably thinking, oh, it took me 15 years to, get to even make that step of faith. Right. Like, I understand what goes on over there. Yeah. Mm. That pull, that the Lord is, is strong. Don't bring them back over there. Mm. You go and find, find the bride, right? And that's why the land is so important. You know, As I start to read more and more Genesis, how the Lord keeps stressing the land. Like how it it's part of the blessing, and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, even if he left the land, maybe the law going around the other people. So, being here was safe for my son. You know, it's safe for for his belief. It's it's safe for his faith. It's safe for his growth. Being in this land, don't be so quick. You know, like th- that that's not an option to leave the land. If it gets tough or whatever happens, if she don't come back, don't worry about it. But just make sure my son does not leave the land there's a blessing on the land mm-hmm. so abraham he's mature right we, we see how he matured in his faith and he's like listen i'm not going to engineer this the lord the angel of the lord is going to take care of this but we also see that people might not be faithful in god's plan Word. right so he kind of makes provisions for that mm-hmm. in this task like, yo, if, does, if this doesn't happen, then you're free from this oath. He's, and, and he's leaving it in the hands of God to take care of this because he's mm. operating in the will of God and what God wants, mm. right? So he's basically saying, listen, the rest is up to God. But if you reach, if you meet a person and that person's faithfulness is not there, then, right? That person's supposed to play a part. So we're, we're kind of seeing like the divine, the divine plan of God and man's responsibility. His free will. Just working together. And the free right? will. Right? And, and Abraham understands that. And he understands like, yeah, I'm praying for this. This is what I want. Mm. And I, I have faith that the angel of the Lord is going to go before you. But there's also that person and they have to submit their will That's it. to the plan of God. <clears throat> yep. Right. And if they don't want to do that then you're free from this oath. Because mm. obviously the oath meant something. You finish cupping them. The, cup, the cupping <laughs> is real. <laughs> it had this whole conversation right. while being cupped. Yeah, right the cupping up. is real. So it's like, yo, Duke, if this cup, right you up. have me cupping you, if I can't complete this mission, what happens? Because there was something in it. Yeah, it was serious. It was serious. This is grown man business. Right. right. <laughs> this is, this is like, when you cup, when you cup. 
that's, that's, that's a grown. Nah, it wasn't like that though. But it was grown. That's I mean, grown man like, business. That probably oh. was like your fam. But do you think it was more of like your dog when you doing that? Your your full attention is minds, man. That means this <laughs> yeah. mission that you. They ain't no. Oh, can you repeat that again? Nah, that's why he's like, yo, what if this happened? What if that happened? Yo, the the servant understands everything that is coming out of that man's mouth. Yeah, it's yo, be it's very clear. We'll talk. This is a this is a mission he's on. So Abraham's not depending on him trying to figure things out anymore. Yeah. He's not trying to self-engineer something to get mm-hmm. it. He was like, listen, man. And he's old, B. Yeah, you know, when you're old, you just be like, yo, man. And I like it says, it says the Lord in verse one, the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's two things that, you know, just growing old, because that was promised, right? The Lord said, yo, you got to grow a nice old age, mm-hmm. but then being blessed in all things. Right, and we could mm. look at Abraham's life as a, a, a template, right? Through obedience, through faithfulness, the blessing of God. Mm. He's gonna pour out blessing on you, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else from this section? No, let's move on. All right. So let's go to from ten to nine, seventeen. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he, deci- and he made his camels kneel down outside the city of a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her, and she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. Mm -hmm. So, obedience. I'm seeing obedience with the servant, right? Yo, Abraham told him this. They made the oath. And immediately after that, you see uh, action. Right. Right, so he he gathered up this caravan, right? Obviously, you know he had some guys with him, some um, possessions to pay for the diary and all that, which was cultural. But what did he do before he went off? He prayed. Prayed. So now now we're getting a glimpse into this servant, right? We're seeing we're seeing his faithfulness. We're seeing his he's very loyal. Mm-hmm. We're seeing his he's trustworthy. And, you know, we're seeing that he's prayerful, right? right? Before he go on this mission, he's, he's also um, dependent on God, uh, divinely intervening in, in this whole situation. He's just not going off of Abraham. Right. Like he himself has a relationship with God where he's praying. Not only that, he's praying for his master like, yo... I want this to happen for my master. Right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, um, it was a long journey. 
It was. You have like, to see. So it shows you that the, his loyalty. That this was a. It wasn't a simple tax. When we read it, um, you know, it seems very simple, but it was like approximately five hundred miles. And Crazy. think about you're traveling. It could take approximately twenty one days or so, wow. like according to the time span of you know walking, especially with caravan and animals. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, walking through the desert. It's hot. You're sweaty. You're thirsty. You're growing weary. Mm. You got ten camels. You know, so you have to understand, and you know, camels, they could probably be smelly. There's fleas. So all of this, you painting all that picture, you, which will even play more as we read later on to see how that will lend to the story of what happens. Yeah. You know, so just put, keeping that in mind. How yeah. long, how long, I, I think I read someplace that this, he was actually gone for like three years. What? Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that. I could be wrong, but I, I, yeah. I, I think I read. I Maybe I'm wrong. Was, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it was. I'm, I'm I don't usually, think it was that I'm long. Usually I don't wrong. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Maybe yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about something else. Yeah, yeah. I like I like just the where he asks the Lord. You know, just um the woman the woman that I see says, "Please let down your pitcher that I may drink, drink. And I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you appointed." Like, yes. you know, he pointed that out. Like, not yeah. only. You know, that she's going to give me a drink, but she's going to take care of the camels. She's going to take care of everything. And, uh, I, you know, you, you think about Abraham, the household he comes from. He comes from a household where they serve. You know, Abraham, he watched his, ser- you know, he watched his master. You know, Abraham served Jesus. He served the Lord with two angels. You know, you think you, you a lot, you know, he was a servant. As, that's just the attitude of the household he come from. So it's like. He's. I, I look at it like he's. He's like you want to be part of this family. This is, this is a characteristic you must have. You have to be a servant to be part of this family. You got to have a servant's heart, you know, and it, and just not regular servant, but go above and beyond. Because somebody regular would come and just be like, okay, you need a drink of water, but to take care of the camels too. Yeah. He understood like mm-hmm. she would go above and beyond. To make sure everybody's good. And I think that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's why he picked that. Because that's just the household he came, you know, that that, that Abraham represented. Yeah, I like the point when he says, um, you have appointed. He says, let it be the one you have appointed. You know, that kind of like said when you first mentioned, uh, one of the reasons that stood out to me. It'd be like, it's kind of like saying, hey, God, you pick. And let me choose the one that you've already picked. Mm. You know, like, you know, he said, like, he's chosen us from the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So he's already chosen us. But then you have to walk into it. So it comes to the you seeing the combination of the divine sovereignty of God and man's free will. So it's like, yo, God, you pick this, but allow me to, to see it. To see the right. one that you have chosen already. That's good. Let it not be according to my eyes. Right. Let it be according to the, your spirit. And that's you know? humbling. Yeah, this, that's humbling yeah. when it's time to make a choice. Yeah. This servant is so like loyal and just the humility in him because everything you see, he he points back to his master. He doesn't ask God to be uh, to show kindness mm. to him, mm. he says, show kindness to my master. And later on, the same thing, he talks about, you know, will you show favor to, to my master and to my master's son? And as as Christians, you know, are we pointing, when we're, I, I see a picture of just evangelizing here too, and I'll go into mm. that later on. But um, the, the one specific thing that I love here is, yes, he prayed, but he also took action mm-hmm. because in verse 17, it says the servant ran to meet her. You know, so he didn't just pray and just sit, stand there and expect her to come all the way to him and speak to him. No, no, he ran to meet her. So there was a level of faith there after that prayer. And I just think it's important. A lot of people, 
You know, they just, I'm just going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. But they don't take any action, mm-hmm. any faith in it. So I just, I love that about this servant. Um, it's guidance, right? We see, we see this servant praying for guidance. And I think that's something we could glean off of this. Right. Like, yo, you, you're going on a mission. You're going on a search, whether it's for a new job. And this situation is for a spouse. Yep. Pray for guidance in everything, right? Mm-hmm. We see that. We see, um, you know, God's providence in this whole situation. Even though um, it's not explicit in terms of God, you know, God's name is used, right, in prayer, but it's not explicit. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of see God's providence in this whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. he's part orchestrating all this. Yeah. And then we see the human action. But, you know, I, I see just praying for guidance and if we got something going on, if we got to take a new journey, a new adventure, um, you could pray for success, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A success that is from God is going to be sure, right? And if you pray for God, like, yo, I need to succeed in this, right? whatever it is. You yeah. want to start a new job, right. you want to pray for guidance and success and whatever it is, which is dope. And I like what you guys were saying where... You know, he prays and he's he's in this land now and he kind of, he comes up with this test to find this wife, mm. right? And he's like, all right, this is going to be the test. If I ask her for water, right? If I ask her for something to drink and she gives me something to drink and also give my camel something to drink, this and this is a dope test because now it's it's going to um, show a person's character. Yeah. Right. And that's what he's looking for. Character. Right? Mm. He's like, Lord, I want to know, because like you said, right? You, you talk about the servant's heart and Abraham. When we saw that in his life and in his family, he's like, yo, this test is going to show me what type of person she <clears throat> she is. Right. And I like the way that that came out first, and then later it says she was beautiful. She was a she was a bottom. A, a smokers. Smokers. You understand what I'm saying? Smoking. So it's it's kind of like, and I you know as I was reading back, I was thinking back to the other um, points of the story where beauty was involved with Sarah, mm-hmm. with the pagan nations, mm. right? That beauty caused them to come and kidnap you. Like, yo, I just want to mm. grab you and put you into my harem. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing in a marriage that God is arranging, mm. what's the determining factor? Your character. Right? Yeah. What's the determining mm-hmm. factor in finding a woman to align yourself with? It's the character. But he doesn't, he doesn't leave the beauty part out. Because no. right. you could be beautiful. There's nothing right. wrong with finding somebody that looks good. <laughs> but that shouldn't be no, no. That shouldn't be the determining factor. Nah, definitely. That you want to marry somebody because they look good, yeah. right? We're seeing the priorities, right? So now we're seeing what God, yeah. how God would arrange a marriage and His priorities. And even I think I read that with Sarah, where Paul was breaking it down, where he was speaking to women, and he was like, you know, you you adorn yourself with gold plates and this and that, and you thinking that's beauty. And then he was like, you got to be like Sarah, who was this, the character, where he started to explain Sarah's character. Right. Because like you said, the idea was, 
oh, my makeup, I got my face beat. I got, you know, I got, I got the right clothes. I got the right hair. I got everything. And God through Paul was like, no, that's not, you know, that's what you, that's what the other nations, that's what the pagans, that's what people who don't have God see as beauty. But according to me, it was Sarah's character. And again, it's, re, you know, it's confirming that again, like to Eliezer, he's like, no, the character is first and then the beauty. Cause he could have been like, oh, she's beautiful. Right. And then. Go like to said, her, right. like, yo, I'm from here, here, here. Yo, Abr- we got to go through a whole spiel. Straight up. Right? Yeah. He, 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 he hits the family with a pitch. That was just brilliant mm. in order to convince them. Yeah. So he could have been like, oh, she's bad, and go to her. But he was like, nah, this is the test. I want to yeah. see, see what type character. of. So now right. in a question yeah. like that, right? In a test like that, what are you going to see? Right? And we kind of get into that. So um, the virgin, no man. So, so she was um, virgin. She was pure. She hasn't hadn't been with a man, and also she was young, mm-hmm. right? A young woman. She was very beautiful. And no man had known her, right? Um, She's pure. So he 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 tells her, "All right, yo, please get me a drink. Let, let's let's read the next section, Ange, eighteen to twenty-one. So she said, "Drink, my lord." Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. (laughs) That's heavy. Yeah, you peed that? All right. If you had to describe Rebecca, how would you describe her? Like, what do we know about her so far? So far. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just wrote a few words. Like, she was kind. Kind. She was pleasant. Pleasant. Humble. Humble. Healthy. Very healthy. And a hard worker. You'll be a hard worker. Hard work. She was beautiful. Yes. And beautiful. Yep. She was a virgin. Yes. She was compassionate to people and animals. Right? Yep. Because we're seeing that. She was strong. Listen, a camel could drink up to 25 gallons. Mm, yeah. Because they could just retain water. He had 10 camels. You think she was in the gym? Yo, this was the first that, CrossFit. That was, yeah. That was CrossFitting. She okay, was yeah. That was <laughs> carrying that water. Because <laughs> she, imagine if she was like, go get your own. Yeah. <laughs> I got a PhD. <laughs> Get your own water. Get your own water. The well is right over there. What's wrong with your legs? Wear it up. You ain't got no arms? <laughs> Here, you can use my bucket. Yeah. yeah she, she didn't was, do that. She was strong, right. B. She was strong. Yeah. She's industrious, right? Meaning, though, you see her running back and forth getting this water. So now he's peeping, and, and you get the picture of the servant just sitting back watching her, like, yo. And you know what's That's cr- the one. You know what's crazy? Eliezer is mentioned. Eliezer is called the servant, the servant, the servant. Yo, B, Rebecca's like, my lord. You know, that's how mm. she's... Eliezer, through the whole thing, is always referred to as a servant. But Rebecca saw Eliezer as that respect that she had. You know, that humility, like mm-hmm. you said. This is, the fir- this is the only time he is, he is called lord there. And that's by, by, that's by Rebecca. So, you know, us, we're reading it. We know that Eliezer was the servant. 
But to Rebecca, it's like, nah, he gets the respect. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't even know him, but she's like, yo, my lord, this is a man. He's coming. Yo, my lord here. So yeah, yeah. again, uh, going to that humility, B. That's and and you had something to say? Um, <laughs> no, I think Ralph pretty much summed up what I was gonna say about her. But um, you know, the the one thing too is that, and I'm not saying this in a negative fashion, but he came through with ten camels, right? Mm. These camels back in the day were like considered Bentleys. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Mm. So when she saw this dude, she saw somebody of importance and knew that the person that he was representing was important. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, when people see us, do they see that the person that we represent is important? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, do they see that? Do they know that my God is that important to me? Mm. You know, that I would go on these journeys that I would I would I would serve him. You know, I, I just think it's important. I see this dude as a servant, but I also see him just as a picture of what a, a Christian, a genuine Christian believer should do when the Lord tells you to do something, mm. you know? And um, no, nah, but I think she was on point. And, and I guess when you read later on about, you know, her life and things that she did, and, and I tried to compare the two, because what I see here and what we read on later on sort of doesn't add up, but I guess I'll, I'll get to that point. So later. she's a human being. Yep, because we all messed up. That's it. But we're we're understanding some of the some of God's criterias that He prioritizes right. when it comes to um, marriage, right? At least in in this context, um, what a man should look for in a woman, in a woman, Definitely. right? And again, not saying that. You gotta meet a girl in the street and ask her for a cup of water, and she well, gonna pump your gas, and she's gonna like yeah. pump your gas. <laughs> you gonna be like, yo, I don't think yo, that, the, the girl that pumped my gas. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pull up to this gas station. I'm gonna pull up to the gas station, and the first girl that pumped my gas, she better not use regular. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying, but understand what what's in here and how God sees it, right? She was still beautiful, but that wasn't a determining factor. Mm. It's the Proverbs 31, B. Yeah. That Proverbs 31, when you go into how she handles her business. Proverbs 31 is for the men. It's not for the women. Huh? It's for the men. Yeah. No, but you're saying as far as looking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Listen, if any any woman come to you and tells you she's She's a a Proverbs Proverbs 31, no, no, no. Ask her which verse. (laughs) (laughs) Which verse? <laughs> Don't tell me you the whole chapter. Yo, what's going on? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. If she tells you she's the whole chapter, run, run. You're like, all right. You capping, you capping. <laughs> Straight capping. What verse? I'll give you yeah. two verses. <laughs> give, you, you get, get half a verse. <laughs> stanza. What stanza are you? I'll take that. Yeah, you crazy. Nah, but, but said, yeah, my, wife, my wife is the whole. My wife is the whole chapter. <laughs> she's Proverbs 32, too. <laughs> If there was a power state, <laughs> that's because she's right there. <laughs> we attested that. We attested that. We attested that. We second that. Cooked we second breakfast. that. Yeah, yeah, she, she cooked, cooked us breakfast. breakfast. We attested <laughs> we that. We attested that. <laughs> nah, but, but that's definitely, definitely something to look out for. All right. So and, uh, another thing I always also want to mention is that um, he said that he remained silent as to to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous. He said he remained silent. So that means after she gave him water, he could tell. That's the one, and he could have gave up on the 
you know, what he prayed to the Lord for. Because mm. he had a specific prayer, what he was specifically looking for. Right. So looking for this specific type of fruit in this woman that he wanted for his masters, right? So so the second gate, she gave him the water. He could have just stopped right there. But he didn't. He's like, he remained silent mm-hmm. to follow this through. And it's so real. Before he even finished the prayer, it says, boom, boom, it happened. Right. Yeah. I wish the Lord would enter my prayers <laughs> like that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before I even finish praying. Before I even finish, boom. <laughs> Listen, man, yo, it's there. It's there. What's there? We just what don't got faith. About? It's there. The qualities, everything's there, man. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, I'm, I'm saying? It's, listen. Listen, man. Nah, it's right. It's in the word, definitely. It doesn't have to be anvils from falling from the sky. Straight up. The word of God is clear and it's there. You just have to move in faith. You'll be people waiting for Cupid to hit him with the Listen, you might bow and you might be beat. looking for the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. When the Lord is like, nah. The industrious, the the hospitable, the mm. humble, right? The compassionate. Yep. The hardworking. The hardworking. Mm. Right? Not saying that your wife's supposed to be out there slaving, no. but it's qualities, it's these qualities that you want in a wife. Because if, if you're going to start a family, that's a lot of work yeah. for her to maintain a household <clears throat> and, and raise kids. If, if you have a wife that don't want to lift, how's she going to? raise your kids oh, you, you understand what i'm no, saying definitely, so definitely. you you're looking for a partner right mm-hmm. a helpmate if she don't want to lift a finger mm. she might look dope yeah <laughs> but then you know and, and he had stuff to go off he had sarah to kind of go off you know he was in the house with sarah and so he he had an example and i think a lot of times that's why it, it's kind of hard you know for men and women to just be, because you don't have good examples around here. Mm-hmm. Being, you don't have people right. that are good examples. Like Eliezer had a good example to go off of, okay? He knew how Abraham was. He knew how Sarah was. Okay, these are certain characteristics. It's going to fit in this family. You know, this is what the Lord requires. He understood all of that. So mm-hmm. I think we just don't have good examples out there. When you go out there, you look at television, you look at media, you look at all that right. stuff. You don't have examples to be like, okay, this is what I need to go off. You have right. the total opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah, not, and that's a great thing. Like, I mean, as you speak about that, like, it just looks at when you talk about hardworking, and and my wife, she's a housewife, and she works harder than when she was working in her profession. That is true. You Facts. know, like her taking time raising my daughter and all, and and I look at it, yo, know, she gave up her professional degree, where she spent extra years outside of college, getting her degree, spending tons of money. And she laid that all aside because she wanted to take care of me, the house, and our child. Mm. And and you she trusted God. This and is a lot. Tr- this is a lot of house. <laughs> <laughs> mini mansion, mini mansion, mini so, mansion. No, but she know. trusted God. But you gotta understand her motive. You know, again, yeah, to take care of her family. But she trusts. It's right. to trust God. It's a faith right. in God. Be right. It's project mm. manager, like stay home moms. They're managing projects and managing lives yeah imagine right. if you have multiple kids on top of that right so it's not light listen man i'd sit in the office for eight hours facts that's the well, easy that's part easy. That's, that's easy yeah oh, uh, kids running around making noise in my head i, I saw him um <laughs> i know but anyway. i saw i saw this meme it's not biblical obviously but she, it, the meme said that you know women are re- 
any woman is replaceable at her job, but she's not replaceable at home. Nice. You know what I mean? And I just, right. they, if they would realize that, because even women look down on women who want to be at home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? Like, they're raising up your child. You know what I mean? And I just think it's yeah. just backwards. Like and that's the future. Like, yes. Yeah. All right. So let me let me um go from 22. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring, weighed half a shekel, and two bracelets for her wrists weighing 10 shekels of gold, and said, whose daughter are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So she said to him, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, Milka's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, we have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord, God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. He capped off this with a prayer in the beginning and a prayer towards the end. Um, And this was all by chance. Like he didn't know. Right, he's praying. He lift up his eyes. He see this beautiful woman, you know, going to get water. And in his prayer, he came up with this test in order to figure out. And you seeing everything just working out, right? You seeing the providence of God in this whole thing. And the servant is able to recognize that and give glory to God mm-hmm. in this whole thing. So obviously, you know, when he when he determined. Right when he was settled in his spirit, like yo God, you you just answered my prayer, you know he rewards her, um, with you know nose ring and bracelets, that that just just uh, gold and jewelry, right? Obviously to win her favor, right? And then mm-hmm. we we see, we see her hospitality extending where she's like. Listen, all right, you guys could come. We got room at the house. We got food for the camels. Like, she she went above and beyond what a normal person would do in terms of her hospitality, right? So, and boom, it just so happened that she's from Abraham's household, right? Like, coincidence? Nah. Nah. The providence of God just working in this whole whole situation no, and you, you know what i peep in his first prayer i peep he was like man maybe a little frustration like the guidance like lord i don't know where to start looking the word you know i don't know where to start looking i'm just over here i just traveled these miles i need your guidance and then at the same time she's walking by and you see how god just you know orchestrated mm. the whole thing but it's like you said it's when you get to that point, it's to push you to prayer, right. you know, it's so that he could, he, he wanted, you know, God, it's like even God wanted him to be totally dependent upon me. Like God mm. is like, I know what, <laughs> what Abraham sent you out to do. And he's probably just waiting and Eliezer tapped in and it starts with prayer. That's how you start everything. Like you said, start a mission, start anything, start it with prayer. Go ahead, Ash. No, I was going to say real quick. What about those that would say she was a gold digger? Because she got all the... That's a good point. So, when I what the question that I ask is, mm. 
even if he did not give her those gifts, do you think she still would have said, yes, we have room, we have hay, we have straw? No, and that's a great point. I think as we read on, we're going we're gonna to get the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but the, the you could see just from how she initially re- responded by mm-hmm. offering to water the camels right. that it wasn't about money. It wasn't about riches. You right. know what I mean? Like her heart was to serve. So even mm-hmm. regardless of that, and that's how mm-hmm. a, a good thing with us is as Christians, when, when you know, we, we just serve the Lord, he will bless us. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if our hearts are pure in that fashion. Seek ye the kingdom first. And, and, yeah. and, yeah. and like you said, it started off with a request. Let me get some water. Now the servant is taking it. All right, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Now it's getting deeper. Now it's about marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm. So it's like you're here. He's, I think he's given off a message by him giving her these things, right? So now it's about um, I need you. And, and we started in the beginning where he was like, yo, what if she doesn't want to come? Right. So now everything he's doing is to win her over mm-hmm. for his master's son, Isaac. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not all about, we see the, the human part of it is playing off. Listen, if, if you want to win somebody over, there's certain things you would do. Not saying that it's all about the money, mm-hmm. but it's also cultural, right? right? It's a cultural thing. So now him giving her these gifts, she's probably like, oh, what's this about? Right. And then later on, she's going to figure out, okay. Maybe I don't want to go. Right. Maybe I don't want to marry to somebody. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm gonna. But the gold digger part that you bring up is a great point, and I think we gotta go into it. So you could read the next section from what twenty. Where we at? Twenty nine. Yeah, let's go to twenty nine to thirty three. Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebekah saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the man came to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. Mm-hmm. And he said, speak on. So what do you see in that section? We're introduced to a new character, Laban. <sighs> Something about that dude. Something <laughs> about him, bro. <laughs> you peep it, first, right? first thing he saw was, was what? They the up. Gold. The gold. He saw the gold. Saw the, the bracelets. He's like, yo, she up. Yep. So now you see his motivation. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna learn more about Laban. But now you're getting a, a you're getting a small inkling into his character. Right? After he saw these things, then he was like, Oh well, Yeah. <laughs> come. He's like, I prepared the house for you. I prepared the house. <laughs> you ain't prepared no house, bro. Like, come on. We we read what what um his sister did just off of an ask. Right. You know, the servant could have been like, thanks for the water, shorty. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) She's tired. Now she got to carry the water back home. Right. But she wasn't concerned with that. Right. I don't think her motivation was this guy got 10 camels, so he, he must be rich. That was just her character. Mm. Right. These qualities was in her. But when we're introduced to Laban, the first thing, 
the word points us to is what his eyes see. Mm-hmm. And that's ring, that's jewelry, that's money. Word. And that's mm-hmm. what his motivation is. Right. And he's like, come, come in. Listen, we prepared everything. We got food, da, 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 da. So it seems like he's the the lead in the household. Maybe mm-hmm. the father, uh, Beth, who's the father? Bethuel. Bethuel, huh? Maybe he was incapacitated or something, but it seemed like he's the he's the kind of leader in the household. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's him, right? We're getting a little glimpse of who he is. So, you know, they're like, yo, wash your feet. We got to prepare some food. But what did the servant say? He's like, mm. so let's talk first yeah. before we eat, before the comfort, before yo, getting relaxed. This is business. Yo, this, is, this is this is this is what's happening. This is the yeah. mission that I'm on, right. and I'm not gonna get caught up, right? So it's always good keeping your priorities in order and not to get distracted, and and the pleasures are the comforts, right? Mm. Um, mm. Being focused on on the the mission, on being focused purpose. on yeah, your purpose. purpose. Yeah, no, definitely. And, he and he controls the situation, right? By him saying that, he if 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 he kind of went with them, they would have been in control. So mm-hmm. now he would have kind of been um, not indebted, but he would kind of be like, "Oh, you guys just fed me." Uh-huh. But he was like, nah, "Nah, I'm gonna keep this situation in control, and I'm not gonna sit here and have food and enjoy and have drinks with y'all like nah we're gonna deal with business first so you see how he maintained control of the situation because the family they they, they're funny they're funny word (laughs) they're funny family (laughs) very funny very sneaky and and you see the prudence of of this servant you see his his wisdom and oh he he prayed yeah so when you pray the lord will open your eyes up to see the room Show you how to move in a room full of vultures. Right? Mm. If I could give you a hove bar. <laughs> if I could quote hove. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he he peeps it. Right. But he was like, nah, I'm going to stay in control. You guys are not going to. Nah, this dude was a man, B. Like, that's, 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 that's just characteristics of a man. Like, you know, his appetites didn't control him. Mm. Because he could have, like, been enticed by food and drink. Right. You know, they, they probably was other women there like he wasn't controlled by his appetites and his lusts and his right. desires be mm-hmm. it was no i'm on a mission my my master sent me out there to do a mission and this is what it's about and just to mm-hmm. go off of what angelo's just kept stressing just us as christians you know like you want we're on a mission here we're ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven we're ambassadors of the lord and to be focused and there's going to be, you know, the, the, the enemy is going to throw those things at you. Right. Like, yeah, come sit down, come eat. Don't worry about such and such, such and such. Mm-hmm. But not nah, being focused on the purpose and on the mission that the Lord has us, you know, this short time that we do have here. Staying focused on that and don't get enticed and, and, and thrown yeah. off. Yeah, one of the things that kind of like that spoke to me, um, just as you guys are speaking, in terms of like one of the things that bothers me, you know how there are many different ministries that have like, because I've seen them around here in terms of whether it be homeless ministry or those food pantry ministry, and they have people come in and they feed them, you know, and they feed them a great thing, you know, you feed them and then that's it, you know, oh yeah, we, yo, know, and they, some of them will boast, oh, we've got, you know, 200 book bags for kids going to school or, you know, we fed 200,000 kids or we've done this. And then I, a few of them I spoke to, I was like, did you share the gospel with any of them? Uh, no, you know, we, we kind of, you know, they, 
we doing that James thing. We got to serve them. <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they're hungry. They need clothes. They're cold. So we got to, what about the gospel? Yeah, you, you, you know, you help their physical needs, but they're going to die and go to hell. Mm. You know, so that's one of the, my, my, like, I think all of ministry, like, if we're going to do one of these type of ministries, whether it be homeless ministry or food pantry ministry, make sure you give them the gospel. Amen. You know, get the word first. Because after they eat, you know, the itis sets in. They don't want to hear, they don't want to yeah. hear you. They don't want to listen to anything. Hey, well, put a, put a track in and, them book bags. And that's, <laughs> a, and, a, you know? and another thing, she was like, you think, I think we went over it with John, the woman at the well, you know, seeing this, a woman at the well. And I think there's other times where women are being met at the well. And out of that came marriage. You know, I, I look at it as just a spiritual aspect of just women, you know, we, we, like you said, finding finding the right woman, being at the well. But in the spiritual aspects, we know what the what water represents. It represents the word. It represents mm. the Holy Spirit, you know. But it's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that we always finding the women at the well. Like Angelo always saying, we got to go at the well. We gotta go to, <laughs> you got you to gotta be at the well more. All right. So, so um. Yeah, I'm not gonna eat. Yo, we gotta. I got. I'm. I'm on a. I have a purpose. So Laban says, speak on it. So, uh, and from 34 to 51. So he said, "I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old." And to him he was given all that he has. Now my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my family, and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from my family and from my father's house. You will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my family, for if they will not give her to you, then you will be released from my oath. And this day I came to the well and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink. And she says to me, drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. But before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebekah coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well and drew water. And I said to her, Please let me drink. And she made haste and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels a drink also. Then I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist, and I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed, and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my servant's brother for his son. Now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. Yep. So, so the servant recounts the mm. whole story, mm. right? And you know that was 
that's also a cultural thing well they'll just go into this and again he's he's um he's trying to win her over mm-hmm. and he's trying to win the family over so you you see certain things that he stresses in the story he right. stresses abraham abraham mm-hmm. had a lot of money a yeah. lot of riches and the lord blessed mm-hmm. them and he stresses um how sarah had uh isaac late and he has no other he's not married because all the people around him, they was like, no, we don't want you involved with those pagan people. Mm-hmm. So now it, he's he's making this appeal to the family that, you know, this is a great situation for right. your daughter. Yep. And obviously her too, right? So it, great pitch, excellent pitch, mm. you know, to try to win them over, win the family over. Mm. Yeah. You guys see anything in there that jumps out at you? I like for 49, like like I said earlier, where it says, now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. Like, this guy is just pointing mm. everything toward his master and his masters mm. and the heir. Mm. You know, nothing as, as, you know, as amazing as this guy is, he's not pointing anything towards him, not t- mm. trying to get the glory, not trying mm. to get the favor. It's all pointing towards his master. And I, I think that that's just a beautiful picture of humility. Mm-hmm. And, and I also like why he says... <clears throat> the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth. truth yeah. Yep. Right? Mm. Yep. And if, if you're being led, let it be in the way of truth. That's the only way God leads us. And not lies. <laughs> you know? There's a, lot of, there's a lot yeah. of lies out there. And, and his word is, is truth. Yep. Right? Um, so what does... So, you know, he goes into this this great story. Mm-hmm. Um and you could go into study that story and what he kind of points out and what he highlights and what mm-hmm. he doesn't highlight. And it's all to appeal to the family. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I got to complete this mission. Right. right. And we saw his attitude towards that. We're like, no, no, no. I'm not worried about the comforts. My priority right now, my focus is the mission. And the things that he's saying is all true, but he says it in a way to appeal to them. Let me ask you guys a quick question, because it it says multiple times that the angel of the Lord was sent before the servant. Mm -hmm. So when I don't think they're talking about Christ when they say because the angel of the Lord, but an actual angel. Right. So do you think there was a supernatural thing going on with like the angel speaking to Rebecca and, you know, helping her physically, you know, take the water? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? The angel of the Lord was sent before me. I think. I think it's just the providence of God. Like, like God is in the situation. I don't think it's, I don't think any of them is aware of it. We're aware as the reader. Because even Abraham, when he prayed, he was like, yo, if it does, if it don't happen, then you're free from it. Right. But us as the reader, we're seeing how God is orchestrating this whole thing. And it's not a coincidence. It's the Lord. Yeah. Why wouldn't you think it was Christ though? I mean, just yeah. the way they say it. They don't capitalize angel, okay. you know. You know what I mean. So generally, in the in the Bible, they capitalize anything that has to do with God. Mm-hmm. So when it says here, it says angel, it's just small a. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. the main reason why I say that. Mm-hmm. Could it have been Christ? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll go with Marcus. I just think I think it was him just saying like the Lord is gonna go before. Yeah. So you don't right. think it? Okay. So you don't think it was an actual angel that God was sending before His path? No. Right. No, I think it, the prayer is like, 
God lead, right? Yeah. Just like us, when we're going, traveling mercies, God, go before us. Have your right? angels that came right? around us. Have your way. Let me succeed, right? His, his prayer was like, let me succeed in this. I don't think there was anything supernatural <laughs> in what they were seeing. Yeah. I think yeah. it was like, man. Because yeah. you, you listen to the servant, the way he's describing, it was like, yo, uh, I was praying and then I saw her like, you know, yeah. like, man, what are the odds? Right. Like, so now it, we're, we're seeing as, as God's, God is at work in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things, um, to answer that point from um, previously in verse 26, when he says, as for me being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. I think that alone with it being in the way. So that's kind of like, you know, when we had that whole discussion about abiding. So it's like you just abiding in Christ and supernaturally these things will happen without like you actually seeing something supernatural. Yeah. So I think that's, he was like, yo, I was just abiding. I was just doing, being obedient to God and boom, this happened. Yeah. So I think this is happening supernaturally, but he's not seeing it. It's all happening, you know, by God's providence. Mm -hmm. So the family's like, hey man, <laughs> what are we going to say? Yo, and it's I, the Lord. And I like that because, yo, the way the servant broke it down was so clear. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a great example for us on just when we're dealing with people being ambassadors. Like, be clear. Be very clear on what you got to say. Is like when the scripture says, study to show thyself approved. A workman need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mm -hmm. Like, when you study the word of God and you know the word of God, you're able to, you know, project it very clear and that's when i saw this i was like that's how you want people to leave you like your bro mm. that's that you you hit every point so when he hit that story it was so clear and right. so on point i just Elio's, that that was dope yeah so they were like listen man we ain't gonna, we can't say anything good or bad Word up. right this is from the lord your rebecca's right here you ask her no they was like actually take her and go and let let her be Right, so they agreed. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was like, yo. Yeah. So they were given their permission, right? Right. But yeah. it was still she had the choice later on, right? Well, well, we gotta read, but yeah. they pretty much said they co-signed it. Like, yeah, we, we co-signed. Yeah, we, what I'm we saying. On it. With yeah. with Laban being seemingly him being the head of the household mm -hmm. at this time, if he says yes, this is what it is, then this is what it is. Yeah. So they we see them agreeing. Mm -hmm. They said, take her and go, right? Before Abraham was like, go and take a wife. So you see this thing kind of repeating. Um, so let's go uh, 52. 51. No, 52. 52 yeah. to, uh, uh, what, 60? Mm -hmm. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words that he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning and he said, send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least 10. After that, she may go. And he said to them, do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. So they said, we will call the young woman and ask her personally. Then they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister and, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Switch up. <laughs> See how the family switched up real quick? 
Mm, yep. <laughs> so they agreed. All right, well, now here's the diary. Here's jewels, clothes, riches, whatever. The deal is done. We're, mm. we're giving you payment. So now the switch up come, the indecisiveness. You know, we're about to renege on our promise. So the next day, the servant gets up, still on his mission. I'm not here to skylock, right? To spend mm. a whole bunch of time. You know, we had a good time last night. All right, all right we, gotta, we gotta go. Mm. So now the family comes and says, yo, let her, let her chill for a, a little while. And the servant is like, yo, that wasn't a deal. And not only that, you're you're hindering the promise what what God is is um working out over here. So mm. now you're being a stumbling block. Cause I done broke down to you that this whole thing was the <laughs> Lord, how everything happened. Mm. Now you're you're trying to be a hindrance to that after you agreed. Mm-hmm. You reneging on your promise. Right. right? And even that term. It wasn't even a specific time. It could have been up to a year, or sometimes it's like five years. Mm. Right? And they already got everything. So they was like, you know, let it, let it stay, let it stay. So now he came back. We're like, yo, you messing with the Lord's program over here. Mm. So that's when they was like, all right, let her make the decision. Because mm. they already agreed. Right. So they was like, yo, let her make the decision. And, you know, um, Rebecca came out. So, so again, you're seeing the family, mm-hmm. you're seeing their ways and right. their character right. come out. Um, uh, you know, specifically Laban, because we got to learn more about him later. Um, and then it's it's left up to Rebecca to make that decision. Right? Yeah. So they they leave it up to her. I don't even think that Laban was even listening to it. You don't <laughs> to think when, so? when Abraham he was like this. Yo, this gold is your breath. <laughs> <laughs> It's 24 word, word, yes, yeah. word. The Lord said that word. <laughs> get the diamond tester. Get the diamond tester. <laughs> Pull out the microscope. Get the diamond tester. No, I, I like that. Rebecca, you know, she's all down to go, right? And she never even seen the dude. Mm. Like, mm. that's crazy. But the servant painted that picture. Yeah, the servant painted the picture and was like, listen, listen Duke is up. Right. You gotta he be good. Up. Yeah, you up. I know he's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he why do you think that. he came through with 10 camels? You nah. gotta be good. Nah, you're you gonna be good. But still, it was like, you know, you gotta think that she's all of this, she's hearing all of this, but still, it's a dude that you've never met. He was a high value dude? Listen, I don't, yo. Was he? I guess, according to the standards, he, he was, was a high, high value, value man. Dude. Yeah. Right. But again, you don't know if he, you don't know what it comes, you don't know who he is and what he comes with. Oh, yo, man. man. You know what I'm saying? She never met this dude. She don't know how tall he is. Right. She don't know how big he is. She don't know if he got long hair, short hair, green right. eyes, good eyes, bad eyes. Yo, dude, he could look like old boy from, um, from Goonies, B. You know? <laughs> oh, his name? Damn, I forgot his name. <laughs> he could have looked like Shrek, B. <laughs> you know, you got to think about, she, in her mind, she knew that this was of God. Yo, everything yeah. that he presented, the whole time he was presented, yo, the Lord did this, the Lord did that. Eliezer always made sure he presented all the things with the Lord. Also, he, like you said, yeah, Isaac is up. We got bread over here, but dog, everything is of the Lord. And just for her to have to make that final decision for a man she's never met, mm. dog, that took some kind of faith. Dude. So outside, right, if we could go into the mind of Rebecca, what else could have 
what else what else what other type of characters could she have seen um in order to determine her decision we know her decision was faith right because rebecca kind of mirrors abraham are you talking about sexual attraction Maybe no, she no, no, that? no, no, not, not even that. We, we understand she saw the riches, she mm-hmm, saw yeah. the gold, but what else she saw? I, I think she saw um, the loyalty, the characteristic of Eliezer, right. Right. Eliezer's character. She was like, yeah. all right, if you're like this, imagine your master, right, right. And they saw the son, right. fear of God, mm-hmm. right, right. Um, they saw uh, this discipline and this will. Like, no, 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 I'm not gonna get caught up yeah. with you guys and this mm-hmm. partying and this, you know, yeah. celebrating. Let's close this deal. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think she picked up in all of that too. Yeah, yeah, and, and that determined. Yeah. For you to go out and be like, yeah. yo, listen, he could look like Mumra, <laughs> but he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good guy. And that says a lot about her. Because exactly. that's those don't those that's the things that was important. Like you said so, to her. Right. It exactly. wasn't sexual attraction because she never saw him. She right. never saw him. And his faithfulness to this God that he's talking about. Right. She don't know uh-huh. how the babies these is gonna people, come out. You gotta understand these people are different. They're right. pagans yeah. They're living in pagan culture. And yeah. these people are coming in, the way they talk is different. Right. Their attitude, their their character, their mm-hmm. all of that is different. Right. That's people I'm... see that. Just like right. when we encounter people and we talk to them and we deal with them, they, they should be seeing the love of Christ and be like, damn, why are you so different? Right. Right. Yeah, why you got joy? Why you got this? So she probably was seeing that and it was like, I will go. I'm out. I'm leaving right. y'all. Y'all shysty anyway. <laughs> Having me go carry water all this time. Laban, you over here with your big back. You won't even come and help me. Yo, she, yo, she probably did all she of that. She ain't want to go back home. She was like, yo, B, I'll, I'll do the camels too. Because over there, they wild, they be wilding over. I don't even want to be over there. I'm out. I'm out. First chance, I'm out. Right. She was like, you got camels town. too? Yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take the whole day. Because they, they be, yo, they be, my brother be wilding. And we see this promise, right, which parallels Abraham's blessing. Right, when you go back to chapter 12 and 4, when it talks about the mother of tens of thousands, your descendants shall possess the gates. Right, We see this promise about descendants and land. She gets the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think that that is, I could be wrong, but I think that's from Isaiah maybe. What? That poem? Is that? Our sister? Yeah, I, I don't know. We ain't read that yet. I'm freestyling. <laughs> But but yeah. you see you see this poem right? It it mirrors what the promises of Abraham, mm-hmm. right? So now we're we're seeing a transition. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah. a transition from uh, Abraham to Isaac, and we're seeing the transition from Sarah to Rebecca, right. yes. and them carrying on this promise that the Lord had made from before. Um, all right, so let's let, let, now. This is a great thing because that one moment. Of her making the decision, she's going from being a water girl, picking, just going to the well, getting water, and that's all she does for all her life, you know, just being the water girl for her family, to being a wife and a, a wife and a, and a, and a princess of promise and a mother to many nations. To many nations. Yeah, just that's, one decision. That's, that's big. One act of kindness. One, one act of, of kindness. Humility, yep. One act of humility could change yeah. your life. Change your whole life. Straight. All right, let's finish up the chapter. Then Rebekah and her maids arose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came f- from the way of Beer Lahay Roy, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. 
Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Mm. And they live happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you know, the scripture says mother and father, uh, uh, man shall leave mother and father and cleave on. And you see Rebecca doing it here, Mm. you know, to point that out, just again, that act of faith. But this is the second time you're seeing the word love. You know, when after mm. this, you know, after that whole situation with um, Isaac and Rebecca, it says, you know, he loved her. The first time you saw love was between um, Abraham and Isaac. So, you know, to, to see this is the second time the word is the word love is used, just the dynamic of the um, the relationship. Um, and he needed to be comforted, man. His, his mother just died, B. His mother just died, man. This was like the Lord... You could imagine Isaac, because it says Isaac went out to meditate, right? It says Isaac mm-hmm. went out to kind of like pray, because you could imagine you just lost your moms. You're going through it. Your dad is old. You probably feel like you're going to be alone. You know, there's not going to be nobody you can't, around you. Can't, you. you can't mess with the shorties in the neighborhood. Because <laughs> the shorties, is, <laughs> they, they all city girls. They wilding. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bunch man. of city girls out there, they wallet. So you For need, sure. and you know, your mother's dead, your father's old, you feeling alone, right. and the Lord, and it says like he went out to like kind of pray and meditate, and I could just imagine maybe in a state of mourning, mm. maybe in a state of loneliness, just you know feeling down and just going out and really seeking the Lord, and then while you're out there, you just see the camels coming. You know, you see Eliezer coming back. You see this woman come off, veiled. You're like, yo, this is exactly what I needed, bro. And it was another coincidence type event where Mm -hmm. it just so happened, Happened, you know, just like with with, uh, the servant, it just so happened that he bumps into her on the way back. It just so happens that they bump into each other. And she was like, yo, who's that? Yo, that's, he says, that's my master, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're seeing the transition to Isaac. Now Isaac is is the the master. The head. The head, yeah. Right? Um and then she covered herself, which was customary if you're about to get married, right. you cover yourself. So, you know, um she was covered up. So they they go through the whole marriage process to get married. They they go through that. It doesn't really go into the details, but when it says that she brought he, her into Sarah's tent. Right. That's that's representing that they got married. Consummated, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean that as soon as he saw her, he just grabbed it. You come with went. me. No, they had yeah, the whole yeah, 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 yeah. they had the whole ceremony. ceremony right. But that's what it means when he took her into right. his mother's house. So. This is what he needed. Yeah. One, it's one, a it's a night. Oh, go ahead. Just one thing that, you know, just hit me hard when um I was reading this was um if you know Isaac being uh, when when was the last time that we see Isaac? Mm. The last time we saw him was on the mountain where he was about to be sacrificed. Um, and as a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ, who later on went to die on that same mountain. Mm. And when is the next time that we see Jesus Christ? When he is united with his bride. Mm. And when was the next time that we see Isaac? 
when he was united with his bride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And as a foreshadowing, I just see Rebecca, free will, just did not know who, what Isaac looked like, like Mike said, and did not know what was in store, what was waiting for her, but she trusted in the promises. And she went, and just the free will, and the verse that I love here, First Peter um, 1, 7, that says, that the genuine, genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, mm. you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Right. And the fact that we have not yet seen our master, yet we willingly strive to be with him. When I, when I was reading this, the Lord just touched me. And I, don't, I haven't seen Christ, but I know that he's beautiful. And I know that his promises are real. And I know that it's going to be worth it when we step into that kingdom. Mm. And the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be so beautiful. And I just... Nah, Dude, a, I just that's a great point, the Lord bro. just hit me with that, bro. It yeah, just I want to see Christ, bro. No, that's it. It's it's you know again we're reading this story and we're talking about people's lives, but you know the the word the Old Testament is a foreshadow mm. of everything in the New Testament. Yeah, you know, and it's like what Angelo just brought out just so beautifully. Just mm. again, Abraham being God the Father and Isaac being you know God the Son and you know, um, going to get a bride for his 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 um his his son, you know, Eliezer being a, a type of the Holy Spirit, going out there, just you know, um, bringing the bride back, just like where Jesus was like, I gotta leave so that the Holy Spirit could come, and gather you together as the church. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all a foreshadow, and this is why the the Bible is so beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. we, you're thinking this is you're just reading the 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 life of regular people, but nah. God is using that all to show us a bigger picture, show us a bigger message, which is the gospel. Right. Yeah, that's 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 wonderful the way you broke that down. Like the picture of Abraham being God the Father, Isaac being, you know, God the Son, and how the whole testimony of how, you know, the unnamed servant, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit when he tells the people, he's like, yo, in the specific story, he goes, yo. That the God that Abraham he did not have his son until he was late in his years, right. and then the whole picture of how that's the testimony that we received, you know, because he he that's what he explained to the family. He explained that yo Abraham had the son of a miraculous birth, right. who had a miraculous life, and then who had riches and all these things, and this is exactly what we received. You know, the Holy Spirit revealed to us Jesus who had a miraculous birth, born of a virgin, had lived a perfect life, died and resurrected with the picture like that um, that Angelo brought, brought out about how we didn't see him until, you know, that picture of his death, you know, and then this miraculous resurrection that was in Abraham's mind. And that's the testimony that we received and that, and you see that he brought gifts to the family. The Holy Spirit came and he gave us. Fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. All yeah. these gifts. And, and he's like, yo, all you have to do is make this decision where Rebecca made that decision. Yep. And that's to say, she could have stayed and be a water girl, but she decided and became a princess, a wife. Mm. Same thing, we could have stayed in our sin 
We could have stayed wallowing in defeat. We could have stayed, you know, just living in this world. But we've decided to receive that gift, that free gift of salvation, and then receive all the gifts of the Holy Spirit in order for us to be part of this kingdom, to take this trek back. Because the other thing is that Rebecca had to take this trek back, this other, this 500 miles back, like we were talking about. And Hard it was journey. Rough. It was rough. Rough. Yeah. Flees. The same thing is that we go through this world and it's rough. You know, we get, you get attacked, you know, you get mistreated, you get all these things, but you know what? We're going to see the king. Yeah. So Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that even in you know, various chapters, we're seeing your love, we're seeing your promises and we're seeing your gospel, the good news. Um, you're, you're a loving God. You're a good father. And we are thankful that you, you give us this privilege to read your word, to share it. Um, so continue to be with us, Lord. We pray that this blesses anybody that's out there listening. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.